0: I'm going in search of witches. 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 Uh, I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh yeah. Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We have placed Vester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we chat about spirituality and witchcraft in a modern context. I am Rian Locker, and I'm the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery, and I'm super excited to be here recording my podcast, and I'm super excited that you're here listening to it. I have been on hiatus for a couple weeks now, actually. Um, My father was in the hospital, and I was his primary caregiver during that time. Luckily, all is well. It was non-COVID-related, but still a very dramatic life Threatening experience. So I'm super happy to report he's home and doing well. And I'm back here, back in my life, on my schedule, and doing my things, including recording this podcast for everybody. Um, as you guys know, you can find me over at Moonstone underscore Witchery on Instagram. You can find me at Moonstonewitchery.com. And you can join my cute little Facebook group. Um, search for Moonstone Witchery, and it is the one that has the banner with the yellow background with the pretty little witch on it. Um, So I'd love to see you and connect with you there. Okay, let's get started and let's dive in. I have been so sad to be gone for so long, so I'm excited to be here recording this for you. And my goal would be to hopefully maybe I can spend some time tomorrow and get two podcasts out this week. That would be awesome. The last episode I did was about tarot and the minor arcana. I will be doing one on the major arcana. Hopefully, my plan is to do my next recording about the major arcana, so stay posted, stay tuned for that, and you might want to have like a pen and paper ready for that one as well. In the meantime, what I wanted to talk about today is something that I get asked often about no one knows that this is what they're asking me about but i get a lot of questions from baby witches um as to how can i work rec- how can i not record how can i incorporate more witch work into my everyday life um and i'm going to kind of expand upon a definition on a term and, and integrate it a little bit more so that you guys can feel like i do which is like you're living in the magic. You're immersed in it. You're immersed in that good witchy shit all day, every day. You're 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 swimming around in a world of magic all day, every day. Because for me, I'm kind of, I can be all or nothing in some capacities, but what I'm going to describe for you today is how to live in the gray zone where it comes to magic and even though it might seem like I'm in- encouraging you to be all in 100, um, what I'm actually doing is offering you an opportunity to find those in-between moments where you maybe don't realize you have an opportunity to engage with the magical energy of the world around you and um, I'm gonna give you some ideas on how to do that and and we're going to talk a little bit about how self work and which work. Go hand in hand. As you know, I'm always saying witchcraft is self work. So we'll chat about that a little bit as well, okay? Um, what I want to talk about today is called mundane magic. So now, if I was teaching right now, and oh my gosh, you all, I miss teaching so much. Pre-COVID, teaching was my thing. I taught spirituality several times a week. I taught Witchcraft Academy. Um, I'm trying and hoping and looking to find a way to teach witchcraft online. Um, I don't I haven't quite figured it out yet besides maybe recording some lessons in videos and selling them as a package. But there is something to be said for the energy of group work and how that all comes together and, and the ability to engage and ask questions. But my first move might be to just put out some videos. So if anyone has ideas for me <laughs> on teaching a class like this um, online, either in the platform of Instagram or you know, I've taught classes in Facebook groups before. I would love to brainstorm with you. So if you have any ideas for me about that, please hit me up. But anyway, mundane magic, right? So what does that mean? Now, if I was teaching a class, I would say, what do you all think I mean when I say mundane magic? And you can go ahead and take a second and like answer in your mind. (laughs) And I'll say, yeah, probably that's like a good answer. And then I'll say, Okay, so let me go ahead and give you my definition because if you do any Googling, um, first of all, you might not find a ton on mundane magic or mundane work. Um, However, what you do find might be a little bit of what I'm going to say and then I'm going to, of course, add an and to it to make it a little more expansive to fit uh, my definition and the way that I work with mundane magic. Mundane magic is simply the idea that you can turn the mundane portions of life into magical experiences, right? And so what does that mean? Well, I think what that means, or the way that I apply this to my life and the way other witches I know apply it to their life is that we're always kind of looking for opportunities to infuse life or our experiences with magical energy, um, I wanna kind of break down a few things. One, magic in general can be really defined just as concentrated intention or um, a really purposeful focus. A clear focus, a concentrated focus, a focused energy, intention like you know it, it, the theme of what I'm saying right now is that you are purposely paying attention to what you're doing and you are infusing it with the energy that you want the situation to have to create or to bring. so in all things, in all ways, in all areas of our lives, we are allowed to and able to concentrate our energy and concentrate our focus. And when we do that, we can shift anything we're doing and thereby make it magical. So let's chat about this a little bit more. We all know about how when we are like making our coffee, this is one that a lot of witches know about, is turning your coffee into a more magical experience on a daily basis. I want you to kind of examine your daily routines and I want you to say to yourself, If I was to bring intentional focus or concentrated focus or whatever it might be, my intention to a magical intention to this experience, how would it shift it? See, one of the things that I'm always talking about in my life coaching practice is that You can be doing the same thing or saying the same words or showing up to a situation in the same way as you always do, but that experience can be dramatically different based on where you're coming from within yourself in those kinds of circumstances and interactions. So, for example, you might have a weekly phone call with, you know, your ex husband to talk about your kids and you can show up to that phone call every single week and you can go through the activities that your children have done that week and you can ask him what his point of view is or whatever it might be. And if you're going into that call with resentment or hostility or an uncooperative attitude because you don't want to be speaking to him, the call is going to go one direction. But the external indicators are the same. You're still having a conversation about your children, you're still asking for his point of view. You're still showing up to the call. All the external all the external signs and Situations are this identical. However, your energy behind it feels a certain type of way. Now, if you get into a better place mentally or if you get into a place where you're maybe practicing your boundaries or you're practicing communicating more concisely or you're practicing not getting sucked into any kind of drama that might be present for you on the call or whatever it is, then the same actions are going to have a very different energetic quality to them. You're gonna show up on that call and you're going to remind yourself, my intention is to communicate what my children are doing my intention is to communicate how I'm feeling about the situation my intention is to hear with an open mind my intention is to decline all invitations to drama blah 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 so even though you're showing up you're doing the same things you're going through the same motions the call will feel very differently in the second example than it would feel in the first example and that's simply a result of self-work and that's simply a result of operating in alignment with your highest good, your ultimate healing, your larger intention for yourself and for everybody involved. The same is true with mundane magic, right? So back to the coffee. Every day if you're making your coffee, you can stir that coffee and there's a lot going around with like stirring it clockwise means you're bringing in blessings. Stirring it counterclockwise means that you're removing any obstacles in your day. But either way, whether you stir it one way or another, whether you operate with a certain belief system or a different one, What you're doing is you're taking the same task of making coffee and you're bringing a different energy to it. You're stirring with intention and you're saying, as I drink this coffee or as I stir this coffee, I'm I'm accepting and allowing blessings into my day. I'm turning this coffee basically into like a magic potion that I'm going to drink and I'm going to reap the rewards or intake the benefits of that energy that I've put into the coffee. Same with if you're removing anything. As I drink this coffee, all of my um, negative or harmful self-talk will be removed for the day. My negative attitude about the meeting I have later will dissipate. Whatever it might be, as you do the thing, X Y Z happens. And you can do this when it's an application to yourself and to your own energetic arc field because you are the witch. I want to always remind you: you are the witch. There is an a huge element of power and empowerment that goes along with claiming and owning that phraseology. I am the witch, and so therefore, I'm going to harness the energy of this situation, circumstance, routine, no matter how big or small, and I'm going to tell it how how it's going to go. I'm going to tell it what it's going to do. When we have hesitancy around claiming our own power in that way, whether it's in our own lives and our interconnection, interpersonal relationships with others, or whether it's within our own tasks like making our coffee, when we have hesitancy around claiming our own titles and owning our power to that degree, we are less in control of our worlds. And we are less able to, um, you know, have those shifts happen in our lives. The biggest amount of self-work that a witch or someone early in their witchcraft path or even someone who's been practicing for a while actually, the biggest thing that they're going to face is that self-work around feeling like they can claim and own their own empowerment. But all of my work and all of my teachings is always centered around, I want you to look and see that you are the goddess of your own world, your own little energetic auric field. You are the goddess of that world. And as an intuitive and as a witch, I'm somebody that moves really easily. I'm like a a space traveler. I move from world to world. And I get into these different worlds because every every interaction you have with someone else is a new world, right? There's this whole energetic field that gets created when you interact with someone else. There's your energy, there's their energy, and then there's the combined energy of both of you all. And when you're the witch, you are aware that you are in charge of that energetic field. Now, if you don't take control of it, it's just going to do what it does. And that doesn't that does not have a value assigned to it. It's neither good nor bad. It's typically neutral, probably chaotic neutral, but it's, it's typically neutral. And so if you allow the energy to just be neutral, it's going to respond to a, a couple things. It's going to respond to the baseline that you're putting out, which is your fundamental truth. And that's going to shift dramatically based on all the self-work you've done in your life. But it's also going to depend on your mood or your current thoughts or the energy that you're currently in. That's like a step above that base level of who you truly are. Um, the, the Our moods and our feelings and our thoughts can be very transient and very reactive and very big or, or very... Um, Intense at times, even when they're, they're we're trying to subdue them. Often, actually, the energy of trying to subdue something is a little more intense than even the experience itself would be. But my point is that if you leave it to be neutral, the energy around you is going to just respond to what you're doing or if that energy around you is more powerful for whatever reason, it's going to just keep on the trajectory that it's on. That's fine. That's not a bad thing. But that's a lot of the reason why we always feel like we're entering into spaces and situations and circumstances and we don't know what to expect or we don't know how it's going to go or we're fearful on a low-key kind of level of what the experience might be and we enter into a state of being reactive. Reactivity is often taking us out of our power. And I seek to have us remain in our power as much as possible, which means that we're intentional, we're purposeful, we're conscious, we're not on autopilot, and we are really showing up with that energy of empowerment instead of reactivity, which is disempowerment. And we're saying this is actually how it's going to go. Now, of course, we can't control everything. We can't control the energy another person has. We can't control um, the trajectory that something is on that's been set in motion a long time ago and it's just been fueled throughout, you know, time to take a certain path. We can't always influence that either, but we can contribute. We can definitely contribute to the energy of the situation. And so through our self-work, through our mundane work, through our intentional purpose and our conscious awareness around how we're feeling and what we're doing and why we're doing things, we can at least sort of have an influence. We can at least contribute to the impact that we're having on the energy of situations and circumstances. And one of the most powerful ways we can do that is through our mundane work. Um, A lot of witches believe that they have to perfectly time their spell work or they have to perfectly execute their spell work. They have to call in certain deities. They have to make certain specific offerings. They have to time their work with you know, astrology or the moon or the day of the week or the time of day. And yes, in an ideal world, taking those things into consideration is helpful because all of those things have their own energy that they are contributing to the circumstances too. However, it is not strictly required that you do that. And also, those things are focused on the big rituals that we're doing, right? But what I wanna to talk to you today about is the smaller levels, the smaller things, the mundane things, the day-to-day things. Because if we're only actually showing up in our empowerment and our magic when it's time to do big rituals, maybe monthly or something like that, we're missing a lot of opportunities to harness our skill and hone in on our craft and to really get invested and involved in our own magical energy field and our own magical energy force and, therefore, our own empowerment. And if we start to incorporate magic into the mundane world, Work on a regular basis. We get to level up so rapidly in our witch work that it's kind of um, an amazing, actually. This is just like when I'm teaching new intuitives um, or people with intuitive gifts how to really level up in their ability to read others, I, I immediately have them start to make all of their choices through their intuition. And what I mean by that is that th- your brain is no longer invited to the party. You're not thinking through your your thoughts. You are not thinking through your choices. You're intuitively making your choices. And this is a similar thing where in so much as that levels up your intuitive giftedness like dramatically within a couple weeks, this will level up your inherent witchiness in a couple of days or weeks. So I want you to think about this as you go about your day-to-day life, okay? So the mundane work is taking the routine, taking the mundane, taking the normal elements of life and infusing them with your intention or your magical essence or your inherent witchy vibes. I want you to look at all the things that you regularly do and say, how can I make this extra? Like, you will never hear me be like, Oh, that's too extra. Well, I mean, sometimes I say that to my dog when she's like crying so much because I left the house for a few minutes and I came back home and she's like, oh, my God, you're still alive. Thank God. I'll I'll tell her she's being a little extra. But in general, I am here for all the extra you all have to offer. So let's like get on board. So coffee is a great example. Tea is another great example. They don't all have to be warm beverages, but tea is another great example because those leaves are part of nature, just like the coffee beans are a part of nature, and you can talk to the inherent natural energy that they have. You can ask the tea leaves to activate certain things for you, just like you would with a crystal. And if you're not already holding your crystals in your hand when you get them, introducing yourself to them and saying, please help me with these things, or please contribute your powerful positive energy to my energy field, I. I accept what you have to offer in gratitude. I want you to start doing that as well. In fact, you can start doing that with everything. Um... People pray over their food, you know, if you've ever been in, and Christians are great with this, and so um, are people of Jewish heritage, praying over their food is a beautiful way of doing mundane magic, actually, because what you're doing is you're activating the beautiful energy that exists in the meal. You're showing it gratitude. You're asking it to nourish, nourish you and to nurture you and to fill you up and to take care of your body. You're activating it. I want you as a witch to activate almost all of the things around you and all of the things that you interact with on a regular basis. So as you make your bed in the morning, you can say, you know, I'm making my bed and I'm grateful for sleep. Um, As I, you know, straighten these covers, I create a nice environment for myself for later, where I can return here and have a deep, beautiful, restful experience. Um, You know, you can spray your pillows with lavender and and ask the lavender to infuse itself with the pillows and to therefore infuse the energy with your energy later when you're ready to sleep. Um, I'm always teaching people, empaths especially, um, when new empaths come to me and they realize, oh my gosh, I'm an empath, what am I supposed to do? I feel so overwhelmed. I teach them a couple things. The first thing is to ask yourself, Is what I'm feeling right now my own energy or someone else's energy? And having that awareness can be very powerful at first. And then the second part is I ask my empaths and encourage them very, very much to cleanse their energy way more than they are. Now, I find that a lot of empaths don't do this, and I understand it. There's something about people being empathic that – almost makes us feel paralyzed and frozen as if we cannot do anything about it. And that is just due to sheer overwhelm and overload of so much happening. We are fiercely in reaction mode when we are an overloaded, overwhelmed empath. And that's simply because we don't know that we can stand in our power, I am the witch, and we can say, none of your energy is able to enter my arc fields. I do not accept any negative or harmful energy from anybody else. It is revoked from me. I revoke access to my energy field of any negative or harmful energy. Even saying something like that is powerful as an empath. But aside from that, I want my empaths to start getting in the habit of cleansing their energy. So another mundane task that you can do is when you are showering every morning, as you wash your body, you are also saying, I am also energetically cleansing my energy field. And you wash your body with the intention that you're also washing your energy field. You can visualize all the colors of other people's energy washing off of your body and going down the drain. You can watch it all pool down there and and slip away. And you can feel cleansed and restored. And you can even say the steam of the shower represents like a beautiful golden angelic light that seals my energy field and it is cleansed and neutral and I am restored. And you can go about your day like that. When you're folding your laundry, you can say, these clothes, as I fold them, I am infusing them with the energy of protection. I am infusing them with the energy of beauty. I am inf- I am infusing them with the energy of me feeling like myself. Um, if you have certain items that you wear for certain things, you can infuse those items with that energy as you're folding and putting away your clothes. As you're sweeping your floor, and this is a very well-known witchy thing, a floor sweep is a very... Um, witch-tastic experience. I want you to literally throw, well, not always, but sometimes if your house has some energy that's intense for you, Let's do a floor sweep, right? Like I understand we're all saging and that's fine. I also know that I need to say that white sage is endangered. Please switch to other herbs. Um, lavender offers a really nice uh, energy. You can burn Palo Santo. There's lots of other things you can do. Do some research on other herbs and their healing properties or their cleansing properties. Um, but you can also go around and ring a bell. But either way, let's talk about the floor sweep. Sometimes if someone's energy in their home is very intense, I will say to them, throw some salt on the floor, throw some herbs on the floor, and then sweep your house. Now some witches start in like the upper quadrant, like the farthest from the door from their home if they have two levels, and they sweep everything towards the door, and then they go down and they start in the farthest quadrant downstairs, and they sweep that energy towards the door too. Um, But you can do this whatever way works for you. Throw some salt at minimum around your floor and sweep it up. But as you're sweeping, you're saying, as I sweep this floor, I am removing all energy that is stagnant, unkind, unhelpful, unsupportive. I am removing energy that no longer matches the vibration that I'm calling forth for myself. And you sweep with that intention of cleansing. Anytime you're cleaning anything. You can energetically clean it as well. So do you see how there's so much happening and there's so many opportunities for you to do mundane magic constantly? If you reorganize your child's bookcase, you can say, I'm making these books more appealing to my child so that she chooses to engage with them and to read them and to learn. I want to activate like the, the book spines of all these books so that they glow at her and she sees them and she picks them up and she chooses to read. You can do this in all areas. You can talk to your shoes. If you're organizing your shoes, you can say, you know, I'm activating my shoes to be able to carry me, to give me energy to keep moving, to stay on my feet, to make it less painful. Whatever you're working on, whatever you're dealing with, activate that by talking to it and infusing it with that magical energy. If you are sitting in a meeting, I want you to choose the energy that you're gonna bring to that meeting. Sitting there in front of your computer on your Zoom call, as we all are right now, can be really draining and it can be really pointless and you can just totally check out into some other realm Or you can say, on this call, I'm going to look at each person's face and send them positive energy. Or I'm going to make sure I share something I'm grateful for. Or I'm going to listen for opportunities to contribute something positive and uplifting to this call. See, all of these are ways in which you can contribute to the energy of a situation and circumstance rather than having that energy contribute itself to you without you really giving permission to it. So that's kind of the traditional way of looking at mundane magic. You know, any kind of task that you do on the small scale, just general way of living life, you can make that something extra. You can make that something more in alignment with you. You can make that something on a higher level. And of course, you can always bring in like a little bit of extra witchiness to your life on the daily by like lighting a candle in your home. The Dollar Tree has beautiful Novita candles that last for several days. Light a candle in your home and thank the spirits that are with you for being with you every single day. Um, I also always want you to greet the energy of your home and to say, you know, this is my name. This is I live here now. I'm really grateful that we share this space and I'm happy to have you be a cooperative force in my life and if you don't choose to I'm happy to allow us to both be neutral towards each other but to just acknowledge that your home has its own reverberance your home has its own energetic field and to sit and acknowledge it and to talk to it um you know you can ask your car you can lay hands on your car and tell it it's protected um it's safe it avoids collisions it it avoids traffic, it avoids being, you know, running into speed traps, it avoids anything dangerous. You paint, I actually am a big. Com- proponent I, I love to paint sigils and blessings onto things in my home or on my vehicle or wherever um, with just a beautiful mixture of blessed water blessed salt water and sometimes I put some Florida water in there too and I will walk around with a paintbrush painting sigils all over things because I think that that makes a difference and that's something you can do as well Now, that's all kind of more the traditional definition of mundane magic. It's turning the mundane into something magical that has a higher benefit for yourself. For me, self-work is also mundane magic. It's also the way in which you show up to your own life in alignment with the things that you are saying that you're calling forth for yourself. So for example, if I have a client doing love spells because they want to deepen their romantic connection with their partner and they want to improve their relationship, I will also say to them, okay, what's the mundane work that you're doing on your own behalf? Are you like initiating romance with your partner? And I don't mean just sex by that. I mean like Are you being romantic? Are you being thoughtful? Are you being generous and kind and loving and sweet? Are you engaging with them in a way that you would like to be engaged with? Are you putting out love energy in order to be in alignment with asking to receive love energy? Because if you are blocked and shut down and not encouraging and not open to it, I can throw whatever spells at you I want, but you have to open the door to it right? That's the mundane portion of it. How is your own life? How is your own behavior? How is yourself acting in alignment with the magic that you're calling forth into your world? Or is it? um if we are asking to you know get out of certain emotional states or if we're asking to have certain things work in our favor like if we are doing a road opening spell to try to like make a job interview happen are you writing the appropriate emails are you following up with phone calls are you putting it out to the universe i would really like this job are you acting as if you have it already are you getting in alignment energetically with yourself and with the work that you're putting out there to allow it to be easy for the spell work to take hold. All of these things that I'm talking to you about are self-work. All of these things require an element of introspection and like honest introspection and like looking at yourself and saying, Okay, how do I show up? Do I, am I asking for a protection spell and then I'm like allowing the same chaotic people into my world, you know? Am I asking for like more love and patience from the universe on my behalf, but I'm being impatient and irritable in my personal life? What are the things that cause me to feel impatient and irritable and how can I shift my point of view or my perspective in that? How can I ask for help or support? How can I change around my world in order to change around my internal energy? so that I can have these external changes that I'm asking for. Another thing that goes along with this so much that is so overlooked is the old energy of the objects and belongings that we have around us at all times. If you have a lot of clutter, I'm not judging you. I'm not hating on you. I just want to say to you, can you go through it and can you honestly uh, look at it and say this stuff no longer aligns with me. This stuff no longer matches who I am or where I'm going. This all represents an old version of me. And you can take everything that represents an old version of you Put it in a box. And put it in a fancy box, by the way. Why not? Put it in a fancy box that honors that version of yourself that wraps her up in love, but that doesn't allow that old energy to radiate through your home and impact you because our own old energy is one of the greatest dismantlers of our spell work. So I'm going to say that again. Our old energy is one of the greatest dismantlers of our spell work, and that is because we don't recognize our old energy as other than ourselves. We're just permeable permissive about it because it's familiar because it's ours. Our old energy represents a version of ourselves that we've kind of outgrown, that we've overcome, that we have moved away from. But when we have stuff that reactivates those versions of ourselves, we tend to not notice it. It's very easy to not see it because it's our own energy. And so when we slip back into those patterns, we're undoing the self-work that we've done. So this is why I want you to be hyper-focused on who am I now, What is my life like? Where am I going? What do I want it to be like? And how can I always act in alignment with that future energy? And if you have items in your past that represent a previous version or in your home that represent a previous version of yourself or of somebody else or just old conditions or old patterns of thinking or just energy that we're kind of done with, I need you to clear it out. Um, revamping and overhauling the energy of our homes, rearranging our furniture even makes a big difference, getting rid of things that no longer serve us. I understand that it can come from a place of privilege to declutter. I totally get that, which is why I want to say to you, you don't have to get rid of it. Put them in some some boxes. You can get boxes at Home Depot for like $1.49 decorate that box write notes of gratitude on it or or write what you want it to do when you put those items in the box contain your old energy and put it somewhere so that it's no longer radiating at you and dismantling the direction that you're going in i want you as the witch to take control of the energy that you're immersed and submerged in whenever you think of it or whenever you're able to so that you can cultivate a better world for yourself. Like I said, we're traveling from world to world. Each person has their own little universe in a bubble around them and each combination of people has their own little universe in a bubble around them. And as you travel from world to world, each world feels a little bit different. I want you to control your version of that world as much as you can and infuse it with beautiful, positive, high vibrational energy that uplifts and supports you, empowers you, and takes you on that path of where you're going in alignment with your highest self. And the best way we can do that is to look around say, what's in alignment with me and where I'm going, what's not, how can I appropriately get rid of or dispose of or place away what's not in alignment with me, how can I offer gratitude to those items and how can I offer gratitude to the items that are in alignment with me, how can I cleanse my energy on a regular basis and how can I take the things that I'm already always doing and infuse them with magic Now, if this sounds like a lot to you, try not to get overwhelmed because it's actually really exciting. You're almost treasure hunting throughout every day of your life to see the times and the places where you can drop into getting to activate things and people and your magical energy field. You're on a scavenger hunt for ways that you can make everything you do a little witchy. And the fun part is no one even has to know that's what's happening. You just know that's what you're doing. And in in so doing, every kind of activity and everything you're doing gets a little more exciting. It's an opportunity for you to stand in your power. It's an opportunity for you to connect to your inherent innate witchiness. It's an opportunity for you to shift the things around you. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I realize I can do things magically, I get way more motivated to do those things rather than to just be like in a routine and wait until I get to do my magic later. So I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention. Mundane magic is really, really powerful. Just like with everything else, the paradox of all that is, something that seems really like it's not that big of a thing is actually more powerful than the things that feel like really big things to us. And that's true here too. Just as everything else, the mundane magic is gonna level up your witch work so quickly But it's also, more importantly, going to shift your world around dramatically in a very short period of time. So I hope that this was helpful information. I hope that this was a nice return back to my podcast. I did want to say um, a few little things at the end here. I am offering a lot of cool products for, um, holidays. Uh, we have a really fun Minecraft bag of crystals. If you have children in your life, um, we've created this cool bag full of crystals that are Minecraft aligned for children. Comes with a little pickaxe pencil, um, We also have, I have enchanted skeleton keys that I've enchanted with a road opener spell that will remove all obstacles, um, including traffic actually, as the case may be. These skeleton keys are super powerful. I have a really hard time keeping them in stock, but I am offering those for the holidays as well. We have bath bombs that have crystals inside and I've infused and enchanted the bath bombs with positive energy. Um, You can get a pack of six of those. And we are doing a really cool, advent calendar of crystals. Now we're just sending you a large bag with 25 crystals and you intuitively pull one a day and there's a little guide that tells you what crystals are what and what they do. Um, So we have a couple things going on over on the website. You can find a lot of that on moonstonewitchery.com. And as always, I'm offering readings. I always offer readings. Um, And you can book a reading with me on moonstonewitchery.com too. So that's just the stuff at the end, but I'm super excited to be back on this podcast and I love hearing from you. So if you have any insight, questions, comments, or ideas for upcoming episodes, please hit me up and reach out. I absolutely love hearing from you and I've missed all of you and I'm super excited to be back. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed week.